yesterday we're talking about millennials, and apparently many millennials are very confused, or we're very much confused about millennials. I think that's the major issue here, because we think what they want, and it tur- we think we know what they want, and it turns out we really don't know what they want. We didn't think they wanted a backyard or a car, and it turns out they want all of that stuff, just like every other generation. Why should we be surprised? Fast forward to a judge in New York, uh, New York State, that rules a 30-year-old son can be evicted from his parents' home. It took numerous eviction notices and even money to leave, an offer of money to leave. But after the month-long effort, a 30-year-old now will have to leave his parents' home after a judge ruled in favor of an eviction order, and the son is not happy about it. Michael Rotondo appeared in the Supreme Court of New York State for about 30 minutes on Tuesday after a petition had been filed by his parents stating they wanted their son to leave. Uh, let's bring in Michael Cochran, first partner with BTZ Law, head of their family law and estate group, and is with us now. Michael, thanks for taking the time to join us. We appreciate this. No problem, Scott. So, I, I, you know, I, I never really thought about whether a law was needed to get your kid out of the house. We know that there's laws for landlords and tenants and such, but what happens when it's the family and you're trying to get rid of a kid? Yeah, usually the problem's the other way around. You know, we're yeah. worried about a kid who wants to run away or, you know, as we say in family law, withdraw from parental control. Mm. Uh, that's the, the fancy way of saying run away. Uh, but uh, this this is the reverse, and really it's probably not so much a family law problem, at least in Ontario, as much as a trespass to property uh, problem, because we have a law in Ontario called the Trespass to Property Act that would allow somebody, including a parent, to give a person, including a, an adult child, notice that they're not welcome on the premises anymore. And once that notice has been given, the adult child is now prohibited from coming on the property. And if they do force themselves onto the property against the parent's wishes, then the police can arrest that person without a warrant. So the fact that this is a family member has nothing to do with anything. No, the only thing that that would be a little interesting twist on it is if he, he had been, you know, put so much stress on that family that the parents had been separate, got separated. You know, let's say one parent said, "No, I want him to stay," and the other one said, "No, I want him to go," mm. which happens. If that had caused the couple to split up in Ontario, there might be an argument about whether this, even a thirty-year-old, is a child of the marriage who's entitled to support and would be entitled to some financial assistance from the parents to maybe live somewhere. But uh, if the family's intact and the uh, the parents don't want an adult child on the premises, they're entitled to give that child notice, and if they breach the notice, the police can arrest them. What about cause? He, The kid here says there was no cause, uh, I didn't do anything, there's no complaint here, although they don't speak to each other. Uh, he does his own food and laundry and such. Uh, the fact that they don't communicate or the fact that there was no cause for him to leave, does that play into this? Uh, not in Ontario, it doesn't. Uh, you don't need to have a reason to post that notice. You can simply say, you're not welcome here anymore. And it can even be oral. It doesn't have to be a printed notice that goes on a front door. And what about timeline here? How long do you have to give them? Immediate. Yes. You know, once you post the notice, they're not allowed to come on. So it doesn't have to, like, there's a month notice or six no. months or anything like that? No, no. I know this uh, fellow, the 30-year-old New York State, was saying that he needed an extra six months to be, he needed six months' notice to get out, but you don't get six months' notice under Ontario's uh, Trespass to Property Act. 
All right, Michael Cochran has been with us, partner, BTZ Law, head of their family law and estates group. Uh, thanks so much for the time. Much appreciated, Michael. Appreciate it. Let's bring in Theo Sellis, registered family therapist. He is with us now, president of Integrity Works. Theo, have you ever uh, stumbled across a family scenario where they're they're charging to get the kid out of the house? <laughs> no, but I've, I've had it happen where uh, a number of times where the parents actually sold the house out from underneath the kids to get, <laughs> to get away from them because they wouldn't leave. So they just ended up selling the place and not taking them with them and trying not to tell them where they lived so that the kid would follow them for a while. So uh, how often does that happen? Well, I, I, all I can say, I've been doing this, for, obviously I've been in business for a while, but I, I'm going to say that it's happened in my experience. It's happened at least, I, I've heard that story, I'm going to, pull a number out of my butt here, I'm going to say at least 20 to 30 times. Really? Where all of a sudden, the kid's at home, he shows up, and the, there's a for sale sign on the house, and that's it, your room's gone. That's right. That's right. So there's usually been this process of trying to help this person be independent, kind of nurture them, give them lots of warning. Uh, oftentimes, there's been conflict around the kids just lounging around, not doing anything, not having a job, and then, of course, not helping out around the house, so being a pain in the butt that way and creating all kinds of mess or fighting with the siblings and being a problem that way. And so the parents just can't stand it anymore, and the kids just will not leave. And so the parents just go, I don't know what to do anymore. So we end up selling the house. Well, maybe that is the only thing there is to do. I mean, because our laws are different than New York. Maybe here that's what you have to do if you want to get rid of them. Well, I don't know. I I think one of the things, though, of course, is that parents are terrified of what might happen to the kid um, once they kick them out, right? How does it get to this point? Well, so just back up. I just want to follow this through. Right. It's just really scary. You know, it's one thing to say, well, you should just boot the kids up. But oftentimes parents have got some sort of reason to believe, rightly or wrongly, that the kid is not capable of being able to deal with the world well enough. Um, just comes across as being inadequate or helpless or inclined to maybe do drugs or get into problems with the wrong people. And so the parents legitimately are really worried that, well, what happens if we, we kick them out and then something bad happens to them and then we have to live with this for the rest of our lives? What, what if they get killed? What if they get murdered? What if they get kidnapped? What if they you know, live in the streets and never get a job? What if they end up being on drugs? And so they have these huge scenarios playing in their minds that, that really incapacitates them from being able to say, look, you know, you got to get out. You got to get out because, well, what, what would happen if they, you know, what would happen if they get out and something goes wrong? How do you get from helicopter parent to then jettisoning the kids? That is, that, you know, first of all, I don't want to say that every parent ends up being this way because they're helicopter parents overprotective. I've met really great, as far as I can tell, really reasonable, great parents who have a, a child that, for whatever reason, has got some, some issues in terms of just being able to be properly motivated, like laziness. Sometimes there are some sort of mental health issues as well and around, around anxiety or whatever like that. So uh, then this whole, uh, this whole, battle comes along, this whole push-pull between wanting to help your kids be independent, but at the same time wanting to keep them safe. And so it's hard for parents sometimes to know whether they're doing the right thing or the wrong thing. Am I, am I pushing independence too soon, too fast? Am I, you know, am I, am I smothering them because I'm being too overprotective? What's the balance there? And it's, it's something that I actually have worked with, with a fair number of parents trying to find that balance between, okay, we want the kids to be independent, so how do we go about doing that at the same time having the sense that we're still being a good parents and being there for them. How do we, and sometimes parents will have different ideas about that. Like one parent will be saying, look, time for the kids to go out. And the other parent, well, I'm like, we're not really mm. sure about that. I'm worried might might happen. And so you get the whole marital dynamic going on where that's kind of um, getting in the way of something going on and being resolved with the kids. 
We're hearing more and more, Theo, about uh, kids, uh, young adults, who simply can't afford to get out. Uh, they're, they're in school longer. Um, everything's taking longer. Saving to pay off debt, saving for a down payment on a home, or, or what have you. We're hearing more and more that, that kids are staying in the family home longer. Is this just a natural sign of the times? We never thought we'd have to get to a point where we'd have to remove them? Well, you know, that is true. What you're saying there is true. And it's also true that a lot of kids are moving back home after being out of home for a while and, and for whatever reason, uh, things aren't working out for them financially or with a relationship and they don't have as much, as much recovery uh, ability on their own, so they go back and, and regroup. So I think that is happening. I think multi-generational homes are happening more and more now, which is kind of a cultural thing anyway. So we're having that sort of a multicultural experience where it's not necessarily the case where kids necessarily leave home. They actually do stay home and become part of the larger family. So that itself seems to be a, a kind of a cultural shift and an economic shift that's going on. What do you think about the fact that uh, this kid, and he's 30 years old, said that uh, there was no cause for them to ask him to leave, and it's not like there's an issue because they don't communicate. They, they don't talk. He said they didn't do his laundry, they don't cover his food, but then when pressed, they don't communicate either. This doesn't really sound like a healthy environment. It may even be an abusive environment. <laughs> Uh, you know, you and I, we we hear this, we see the like snippet of what's mm-hmm. reported, and what do we really know about the 30 years that led up to this particular, you know, situation? Yeah. Uh, we ha- we have no idea. We we can speculate. But one thing that one that I do notice about this aggrieved 30 year old who seems to be so offended at not being able to stay in his parents' home anymore, is that there's a total absence of. Hey, I do all these great things for them. I, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, I'm a great why, son. Why I don't understand. Like I, like I, like I take care of the place when they're gone, and I make sure the plants are watered, and I walk the dog, and I clean all the time. <laughs> I do all these great things. Why would he want me to leave? Like there's none of that. There's more of, oh, I do my own laundry and I eat my own food. There's, you know, there's no, there's no understanding of, hey, you're living in this place that someone's paying taxes and mortgages on. What are you doing to actually contribute actively to be able to justify you being able to stay there? And that's a good thing for them as opposed to being a, kind of a, a drain on them. There's not, there wasn't any acknowledgement of that, which kind of raised a little red flag for me. So what sort of guidelines do you have for the parents where the kids are boomeranging and coming back home? What sort of guidelines, what rules? Because, I mean, obviously raising your kids when they're in their 20s or having your kids in the home when they're in their 20s compared to when they're younger is a lot different. So any advice for guidelines or, or, or rules or such for, for kids that are circling back? Yeah, I, I think that it's important to have a conversation, a really good conversation, and lay down some ground rules before the kids move in. Because once they're in, man, it's <laughs> you know yeah. pretty tough to deal with. So uh, the conversation could look like something like this or sound something like this. Like, okay, so you you need to come back, and we want to be able to be there for you. So let's talk about how this is going to be a good thing for both of us. How is this going to work for everyone? How's you coming back home? going to be helpful for us? What are you going to do to contribute to take care of this house for us so that it's a good thing we can go, hey, we're not just giving you an opportunity because, you know, we want to be able to give you an opportunity to get back on your feet. So what are you going to be able to do for us to make it easier for us to be able to live with that? And what's the kind of overall plan? Like, what's your plan? Is How, how long are you going to be? Like, what's your plan to get back on your feet? Uh, what, what's your, what's your, are you going to go to school? Are you going to get a job? Like, how's that? what's that going to actually look? And then, you know, then you have to deal with the whole issue of like, well, if you're mature, so are, are there any rules anymore? Because 
are you a kid anymore? Do we set rules around when you come in, who you can have sleep over, all those kind of things, like all these things that we used to have to deal with when you were a kid, but now you're an adult. Uh, do we still parent you, or are we like hmm. cohabitors of this house? Like, <laughs> what does this actually look like? No wonder they're kicking everybody out. <laughs> well, it gets to, you know, it, it gets it can get pretty uh, confusing if you don't have those things up front, right? If you don't have those expectations, because as a parent, you're thinking you may be thinking, well, it's your kid coming home. Your kid may be thinking of them as adults coming home to live and share a house, and so you need to sort out like whether or not you're parents of kids, or are you adults? Are you cohabitating? What are the rules? How are you helping each other out? All those kind of things you need to deal with up front before, before you let them move back in. Theo Sellis has been with us, registered family therapist, president of Integrity Works. Theo, as always, thank you for the time. Much appreciated. You are welcome.